Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, episode 38 of the Sports Nuts and Beer Guts podcast. That's right, we're bringing you the Kwame Brown, the Kurt Schilling of podcast tonight. Uh, big thanks to James Franco for being on last week's pod. Talked lots of NFL draft. This week, Hickman is out of town. Chris Collette is getting a much-needed week off. So we're bringing in AWOL, a regular, and from Las Vegas NV, my former roommate, Trey Fody, Brandon Peeker, is with us making his debut. Guys, welcome to the show. How's it going? Win a chicken dinner! <laughs> oh, this is we got a fun one tonight. Uh, we literally asked Peek to be on the show approximately three minutes ago, long enough for him to download Skype um, and roll with us. So, those of you guys who who don't remember, we started this pod as a way to invite people into our conversations of some college friends who love sports and discussing various shenanigans. We all pretty much went to the same small Bible college. So, guys. Let's do this. Now, one disclaimer before we get going too far. Uh, Chris carries this show. He, uh, I host it, but he publishes it, he edits it, he records it. Um, so there's a good chance, guys, that we may be talking for the next hour and nobody else ever hears this. Um, I don't know what I'm doing. Chris has given me an email to explain how all this works. I don't know what's going on. So... Um, First off, I want to thank Chris for everything he's done for the podcast. He has taught himself how to record and publish and edit and all that fun stuff. Um, but That's he's only he, one. He went to a real college. We went <laughs> to Bible college. <laughs> That's true. He did go to a, Speaking of real colleges, Brandon Peak has a real degree out there. Yeah. I got one of the masters from ASU. You so son I, devil. I said I needed, to do, I needed to do something to like be legitimate in the workplace. Peek's the, so. <laughs> the only guy who goes from Bible college to the Sun Devils. Mm. Yes. <laughs> the, light, the light of another. <laughs> well, guys, I'm glad uh, I'm glad Chris is taking the week off. He's hanging out with the family. Um, he's in the middle of nowhere, so the internet's not any good, so he hated to miss. But I think this will be good for little Christopher. Um, guys, since Chris isn't on here, we can talk about him however we want to. Um do you guys know anybody who is on their phone more than Chris Collette? Um, my brother would give him a run for his money, probably, but uh, uh, probably no. Chris definitely on his phone more than anybody. Um, always sharing stuff from Twitter in our group chat. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I, hey, more power to him. That's what he likes to do. Go for it. My favorite Chris cell phone story was the first week of quarantine when he was furloughed. The wife and kids were out of town, and he told us that his screen time popped up at like 12 and a half hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's president. If that was a Samsung, would have blown up in his hand at some point. So, well, guys, we're going to highlight the NFL draft. We're going to discuss a little Last Chance, the Michael Jordan documentary, docuseries, whatever the thing is. We're going to have some fun with Chuck Zipper-Poor, and then we're going to top it all off with a game I like to call Which is More? I'll give you three or four options. You guys tell me which one is more. All right. First up, NFL Draft. Peak, it was supposed to be in your hometown. How did you feel about the online NFL Draft this year? Oh, man, I was way bummed about not being able to help participate. 
got an email being a Las Vegan. I saw it on Facebook, something, I don't know, six months ago that the city was going to look for volunteers to help. And so I was like, sign me up. I will drive boats on Lake Las Vegas or Lake Bellagio, whatever they call that thing. And watch out for the fountains. And I, I would, uh, I would definitely have helped out, but it was, a, it was a real bummer to hear that. So, uh, and, uh, just the nature of it, I, uh, with kids in the house, I didn't get to see any of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I think most people were watching, hoping for some big catastrophe, you know, glitch, pick didn't get put in or something. And for the most part, um, from what we could see, there weren't any major, major glitches or anything. Um, AWOL, any big, any big thoughts watching the draft this year? Yeah, Cliff Kingsbury is a baller. <laughs> <laughs> and wants everybody to know it. <laughs> what yeah, did he do? Uh, oh, well, his setup, his draft setup, like just like just ridiculous landscaping in the background, just sitting there on his like relaxing on his sofa, the huge living room. I mean, it's, it looked pretty awesome. Hey, well, if we're going to be honest, if Brandon Peak was an NFL head coach, that would be his setup, wouldn't it? One hundred. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Jerry Jones on the bo- on the yacht had to beat that, right? That's Jerry, true. Yeah, yeah, we expected but, that. I mean, that yacht is like a hundred million feet long. But yeah, but but oh, uh, oh, 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 uh, sexy boy Cliff there. Um, he's sitting there in a in his living room, which is probably five hundred square feet. And you know, most coaches have the camera like within arm's distance from him. That thing was sitting twenty feet away, so you could see him kind of la- relaxed on his modern couch. And then you could see like his wall of windows and his and his terrace out there. Like it was it was a total setup. Yeah. Um, if Peak did it, there'd be a Peloton people. in the background. And, and call me sexy boy all, calling me sexy boy all the time. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> well, guys, ratings were huge. They were up thirty seven percent from last year, um, up twenty six percent from the previous high of any uh, any NFL draft. I think I've, you know, again, there weren't too many glitches, but I think it's more of just people are starved for anything sports related. The SEC dominated again, 15th straight year, having more draft picks than any other conference with 63. LSU had 14 draft picks. Um, I mean, one of the crazier stats I saw 11 of the first 40 picks played high school football in Texas, but none of them went to Texas or Texas A&M. Wow. So they're not going to the big state school. They're not going to the SEC school. Uh, I think that explains why Texas football is down right now. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, so a couple All the notes. Recruiters, they need some help. <laughs> well, they got the problem is everybody's recruiting Texas these days. Um, a couple, a couple of notable um, things that happened in the draft: the Packers, who has a quarterback named Aaron Rodgers. I've heard uh, of him. They decided that they won, what, 12 or 13 games last year, and they decided that one thing that would help their team is to draft a quarterback in the very first round this year. Um, Their second round pick was a running back. I don't know if you guys know this. Um, Aaron Jones is the Packers running back who had 47 touchdowns last year. Uh, So the Packers went quarterback, running back, did not draft a single wide receiver. AWOL, if you're Aaron Rodgers, how pissed are you? I'm super pissed. I'm I'm pissed for him. 
Like, that's <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, I, someone in this group message sent out something, um, a tweet that, that showed uh, first round draft picks that quarterbacks, you know, of this era had thrown touchdowns to. And Aaron Rodgers had uh, one, one first round draft pick that he had thrown a touchdown to in his career. That's peak. Peak, do you have any idea who that one was? Uh, was it A. Green? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was hoping you would say that. It was a guy by the name of Mercedes Lewis. <laughs> wow. Jaguar is great. Mercedes Lewis. Jeez. <sighs> That's, I mean, I, like, how, how do you, like, how do you not get one of the best talents of all time at the quarterback position? Not, you know, why, how do you not go and get him more, more, um, wide receivers, you know, people to throw the ball to, especially when like your team's obviously good, you know, you're, you're winning, you know, 11, 12, 13 games a year. Um, so, you know, what you need is you need skill position players and uh, drafting a quarterback in the first round. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, I, I want out. I mean, I know Green Bay is like an amazing historical place to play with great fans, but like, I'm not, I'm done. I want to go somewhere else for the last, what, five years, maybe five years of my career. Um, and and try to win another Super Bowl. So I'd be I'd be real pissed. Yeah, to AWOL's point there, the Packers have not selected a skill position player in the first round since they drafted Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Brett Favre came out today and said that Aaron Rodgers will finish his career somewhere other than Green Bay. Um, he's got to be livid. But guys, if there was a team who did not draft a quarterback in the entire draft, uh, the New England Patriots. Peak is Aaron Rodgers a trade target for New England? I think so because I was going to draw some parallels between the wideouts that have been at New England and what could be at Green Bay because the wideouts have not historically been the standout guys on the team, right? Sure. So, so could Aaron Rodgers come in and do? What Tom Brady's doing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. So, or, or better. Maybe. <laughs> wow. That would be really fun to see. I don't think people would hate the, the Patriots nearly as much in that scenario. Oh, I don't know. I think a lot of people do not like Aaron Rodgers. I think if he goes to the Patriots, and I think that is a team that everybody hates for a long time. But it does make you wonder what's going on in New England. Are they are they trying to trade for A-Rod? Are they getting ready to sign Cam Newton? Um, them not drafting a quarterback was a little surprising. But, guys, let's talk about some of the fun stuff here. Did Do you do you guys remember Mike Vrabel, the Tennessee Titans head coach? Did you remember his setup, AWOL? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> he He had, like... He had some weird dudes behind him. It looked like one dude was sitting on the toilet in the oh, background. Yeah, he was definitely sitting on the toilet. Um, it was it was almost like if Duck Dynasty drafted a team, it would be something along those lines. Like somebody was in like a full body suit. Uh, behind yeah, whose well. idea was it to wear a skin suit? That ain't good for nobody. <laughs> My favorite was when they asked Vrabel about it after the draft. He said he had no idea what was going on behind him. Do you buy that? No, he has a clue what's going on in that room. His personal brand is worth way too much to, to not have to have your cousin in a skin suit and your 
your your uncle in a football jersey with the number fifty on it. Come on. Yeah, the hefty kid in spandex. You got some eighteen year old kid who's wearing an old school Mike Vrabel jersey. Uh, the the girl sitting there on the um, on the stool, not wearing anything Titans, just checking her TikTok like no not a care in the world. Oh, uh, there was a lot going on there for Mister Vrabel. Was that his mom? <laughs> I think it was his daughter. <laughs> <sighs> Next thing you know, Pete's going to ask, "Were those her elbows?" The other thing is, like, why can't you get, like, a better backdrop? I mean, you are a major league football team with lots of money to blow. Like, can't you get a backdrop that costs 500 bucks that would cover the whole freaking back wall so the guy pooping in the background's not on there? I mean, he does have a Tennessee Titans flag that's comparable to Peak's Las Vegas Golden Knights flag behind him right now. Like, that's literally what he uh, got. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, um. Yeah, I think that was part of the best part of the draft, though, is seeing these guys in their element. Evidently, a lot of GMs and coaches liked the draft from home. It was more relaxed. Um, But speaking of relaxed, Henry Ruggs, the Bama wide receiver, was drafted by the Raiders, I think the 12th overall pick, was wearing an Old Spice robe, white Old Spice robe. AWOL, how much would you have to get paid to wear a robe on draft night? If I'm being sponsored by Old Spice, I mean, maybe not too much, but I'd say I'd say I'd need to get paid at least, I don't know, at least 500 bucks, a grand to, to look ridiculous on live TV on the, probably the biggest night of my life, you know, <laughs> up to this point. Um, I, I did love that the Raiders, they did the most Raider thing. I'm sorry, Pete, this is your new team, but I mean, they said, okay, we need a wide receiver here. Uh, let's just go get the fastest one possible. He's not the number one guy on the board. We're just going to get the fastest one out there, which is just classic. You know, they did that back in the day with Darius Hayward Bay. He was a total flop. Uh, It's just the most Raiders thing possible, and I loved it. And just in case he didn't work out, they went ahead and drafted a wide receiver with their next, like their first three picks were all wide receivers. (laughs) Classic Raiders. I love it. I love it. Um, All right, guys. The uh, episodes three and four of The Last Dance, Michael Jordan's documentary, docuseries, whatever you call it, is out. Um, AWOL, thoughts, surprises on episodes three and four? Yeah, um, this is, it just keeps getting better to me. I mean, this is this is awesome. I'm, I'm really glad ESPN moved it up. Um, really enjoyed the, the, the back and forth between Michael Jordan and Isaiah Thomas about... Uh, <laughs> when the Bulls finally beat them in the 91 Eastern Conference Finals. And with like seven seconds left, the Pistons walked off the floor. Uh, they didn't shake hands or anything like that. And then and then Isaiah Thomas is trying to go back and be like, well, looking back on it, it probably wasn't the best thing to do. And Jordan's like, I don't care what he says. Like, he's still like, you know. Those guys still... still hate each other. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And I love it. Like, I am not a huge fan of like, basketball today with these guys being best friends and wanted to play together like back then those guys did not want to play together they wanted to beat each other and my favorite part of the, the whole documentary so far has been watching the Bulls struggle you know two years in a row losing to the Pistons and then being able to like come come back in 91 and sweep them that was it was, it was cool cool story yeah but does it I mean does it diminish it at all when you look back and you're like oh Jordan's dynasty happened because he had Scottie Pippen. He got Dennis Rodman from the Pistons. He had Tony Kukoc, one of the best international players of the time. 
like looking back on it, is there any like he's kind of pulling a Kevin Durant here and just accumulating a ton of talent? I mean, yes and no. I mean, Scotty, they drafted him. Okay, so I'm I'm all about teams like the Warriors before they got Durant. They drafted, you know, Curry and Clay. Um, they drafted Scotty. They drafted Michael. Those guys played together for a good solid four or five years before they made it to the finals. Um, Rodman had gone to the Spurs after the Pistons. I did not. I don't think I remember this. I was, you know, probably 11, <laughs> 12 years old. And he was not working out. Like, they didn't want him. And Chicago went to him and was like, look, come play for us, you know. And then he came. And, and, and even when Scotty was out that first, that last year in 98, he was out for, like, first two months of the season. Rodman had to step up and be the guy. So, yeah, Ku coach was good. I think he averaged 11, 12 points a game. But it's definitely not the same as it is now with these, you know, quote-unquote super teams. Peak, I know we're bringing in you late tonight. This is going to be McClure Boyd's episode, and he's a big NBA guy. But in the middle of the season, Dennis Rodman took a little mini vacation to Vegas. Do you or do you not recommend in the middle of your season taking a, 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 a week's vacation to Vegas? I would not recommend that for anybody with <laughs> unlimited amounts of money. To go do whatever the heck you want to, you will get yourself in some kind of trouble, or it will find you, or you'll just be broken when you leave. (laughs) My favorite part of that story is everybody bashes Rodman for taking this mini vacation in the middle of the season. Do you know who knocked on his door that morning to wake him up to get him back to Chicago? Do you remember who it was, AWOL? It was Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. (laughs) <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I, my theory is Jordan was there the whole time partying with Dennis Rodman Ooh, and then I just had, decided he needed to get back. He didn't just fly in that night to pick him up. Dude's a partier. I hadn't thought about that. That's a good That's a good point. Yeah, but we bash, we bash Rodman for taking it off. I think Jordan was doing the same thing. I love that when he when Jordan you know knocked on the door, uh, Rodman's in bed with Carmen Electra. I mean, come on. <laughs> Talk about goat status. Are you kidding me? <laughs> goat status. Now we're talking about Brandon Peake and intramural basketball at Johnson Bible College now. Oh, you know it. Oh, gosh. I was just happy you guys drafted me, not some other team that wouldn't have cared two licks. <laughs> no, Peak specialty was more on the soccer team. Um, all right, guys. We're going to jump into a little Chug Sip Rapport. We got a late edition that Chris Collette, who – whose internet is so bad he can't be on the pod, but he is texting me Chug Zipper Poor topics during the podcast. Um, first one, Mountain Dew. Uh, report came out this week. Kentucky residents buy almost five cases per year per resident. That's not per adult. That is per person that lives in Kentucky, almost five cases per year, almost twice as many as any other state in America. Now, I don't know about you guys. I'm drinking a lot more soda during this quarantine. I know it's terrible for me, but there, I just every day I'm drinking a soda. Chug sip or pour Mountain Dew AWOL? I'm going to, well, first off, I'm going to say it doesn't surprise me that uh, Kentucky people, <laughs> sorry, Logan, <laughs> sorry to all my friends uh, in Kentucky who might listen to this, but uh, I've seen your teeth. No, nah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mountain Dew mouth. Although I would have expected it to be LA, uh, but I'm going to. That's s- what's even more surprising is they're drinking 
a whole bunch of L8 too. I mean, there's something yeah. about that citrusy soda that people in Kentucky can't get enough of. They, they got to have it. Yeah. So I'm going to sip Mountain Dew. Um, I I like it. It's it's definitely not my favorite. I have also, Logan, been drinking more soda during the quarantine. My wife loves Mountain Dew. Um, that's her morning coffee. She doesn't like coffee. She drinks soda in the morning. I don't know how she weighs 110 pounds. I don't know how she doesn't weigh <laughs> 200 pounds. I'm knocking wood here. And... Uh, <laughs> No, I mean, she loves it, but uh, I'll occasionally have one or I'll have a part of I, I can pretty much only drink about a part of one now, maybe half of one. So I'll sip it. It's good. Oh, I've, I've got to pour it out. I cannot do like there's like one time a year. I was all of a sudden have this urge for some sugary soda and I'll get it. and I can't ever finish it. I just can't do Mountain Dew for some reason. Peak, were you chug sipping or pouring Mountain Dew? Pour that crap out. Because... <laughs> For the number one reason, I don't think you can mix it with anything. You oh. gotta drink Mountain Dew really straight. You're not mixing it with vodka or or, or, or anything, or rum or or Jack. You're not doing any of that. So for me, pour that crap out. I don't, I don't drink. So like, I, I no, thank you. I can't tell you. I, I bet it was been 15 years since I've had a Mountain Dew. I like it. I like it. All right. Uh, Chuck Zipper Poor. Chris just sent me this. Uh, evidently, in the state of Georgia, due to the coronavirus, they're no longer going to be taking driver's test um, if you're 16 or older. Um, all you need is your parents' approval to allow you to drive in the state of Georgia. Peak. Chuck Zipper Poor, Georgia, just needing parents' approval to drive. We're going to pour that one out, too, man. That's a no brainer right there, man. You don't want a bunch of Southerners. That learn how to drive on the farm, going to go drive 80 miles an hour on the freeway. They're going to be crap in their britches, not knowing <laughs> what to do. And it's going to be nothing but wrecks. And they're going to be changing this in, about, in a matter of, I don't know. I am, uh, I'm actually going to sip this because I think it's a crazy idea. I think it's absolutely lud- ludicrous. But. I think there are a lot of parents out there who are more strict than the driver's teachers. I mean, how many times did you have your parents tell you or a friend's parent, like, where did you learn how to drive? How did you get your license? So I think there's going to be several parents who just say, no, Johnny, sorry, you're not getting your driver's license to go hang out at Lake Lanier all summer. Um, So I'm going to sip it. I mean, I'm one of these guys who my tags on my license are currently expired. But I can't do anything about it because I can't do the online registration because they're already expired and the county clerk's office are closed. So I am currently driving illegal. Um, knock on wood. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm going to sip it. AWOL, where are you at? I was definitely in the poor category at first, but I, I kind of am leaning more towards sip only because of what you said. Like, started thinking about parents. Like, some parents might not even like think that their 16 year old is responsible enough to drive right so they might just be like no you're waiting like you know show me you're more responsible um so maybe possibly uh we'll have some better drivers out there on the road uh but also i, I think back to my driver said teacher he didn't watch the road he re- read the daggone newspaper while i was doing my driver's <laughs> test <laughs> well driver's ed that is when i was 15 so uh, yeah, I'll sip it. It's an interesting idea. We'll see how see how it works out for them, Cotton. <laughs> hey, while you come from Indiana, a long line of 
of of healthy high school football teams. <laughs> Chug Sipper Poor. Wait, did your high school even have a football team? Nope. <laughs> Perfect. Chug Sipper Poor that high school football will be played in the fall of 2020. Um, I gotta pour that out. Uh, I don't. I don't see any reason to do it. I mean, it sucks for the. It sucks for the the players. You know, I know that they're they're really gonna want to play, but I mean, really, I I could foresee a a situation where we only have NFL in the fall, um, unfortunately. So I'd say I'd probably pour out a lot of fall sports happening, um, unfortunately, and it's it makes me sad. Peak. Chuck Super Poor High School Football. I'm going to sip this one, actually. I was about to pour it out, and then I was thinking that I think in some of these small towns where there's nothing else to do, it's a good thing for the city or the community to rally around. I think if people can get on airplanes, if they can get on, if they can go to school, why can't they go to a football game in the evening? I wouldn't be so worried about the fans as much as I would be perhaps in the locker room where players or, or practices where players are you know hitting each other hitting each other a lot more closer contact you know and so that's where i would be more concerned but by, by august i think i think we're going to be in the clear about august i think you know i think if i mean if they have to scan every player before practice make sure they don't have a temperature i mean that could be a very likely possibility for a high school to have to do so uh, it's probably more likely for a wealthy high school in Vegas than it is a rural high school in East Tennessee um, to be able to do that for every practice for every player. But I'm actually going to chug this. I think there will be high school played, uh, maybe not everywhere, but as Pete said, small towns live and breathe this thing. You know, they'll sacrifice a, a high school graduation, but they will not sacrifice a, a football Friday night. Um, so I think you're. I think whether this thing dissipates this virus or it comes back i think you got people that are stubborn enough that there's going to be plenty of places where you know i made a joke in a group thread the other day that i'm excited to see some team that's won four games the last three years combined claim a state title this year because they had a team that beat three jv teams in a deaf school to, to win a state title because i do think there's going to be um football high school football in certain places this fall speaking of football Chug Sipper Poor, Brandon Peak. Tom Brady gets special treatment. I don't know if you saw this, but he uh, he visited his offensive coordinator, Byron Leftwich's house, um, which players are not allowed to be in contact with coaches right now. Um, the reason this made news is because Tom Brady walked into the wrong house, didn't ring the doorbell, didn't knock, just walked on into the kitchen and realized he was in the next-door neighbor's house to his offensive coordinator. Um Tom Brady got cited for being in a public park there in Tampa Bay when he was working out when you're supposed to not be. Uh, the NFL came out and said, you know what? We're not going to punish anybody. It was all innocent. Um, but you're not allowed to talk to your coaches. Tom Brady went to his house. Peak, Chug Sipper Poor, Tom Brady getting special treatment. Uh, I, I'm going to uh, pour that crap out. He should not be getting special treatment. He is a man just like you, just like AWOL. And while he might be really good at football, he he should not be like allowed to break the rules because what kind of standard does that set for the league for everybody else? But and does he get special players, treatment? No, all these players want to be working out. You telling me that in Tampa he can't shut that he can pay a gob of money to and go throw the football on that field? 
I can tell you the truth that I know for sure he can because I've seen it happen here in Las Vegas with Tim Tebow when he came to speak at a church I worked at. Our senior pastor worked out with him at a private high school here in town. So he doesn't have to go to a park. That was for show. That was to make the news. That was to say, hey, I'm here in Tampa. It was ridiculous. He should, like, be fine $1 million or $3 billion. (laughs) $3 billion. Let's go back some. Peak, was your senior pastor trying to get into the NFL or Major League Baseball? No, he played. He played. He played college football at William and Mary as a quarterback. Oh, so he, like he's got he's got some skills there from like you know back when they didn't wear any pads or anything like leather helmets. <laughs> and cool. Hey, Wall, do you think Tom Brady gets special treatment? Uh, yep, yeah, he sure does. <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny that you brought up Tim Tebow. Some people think he walks on water, and it's like almost like Tom Brady walks on water when it comes to Roger Goodell in the NFL. Uh, he can do no wrong, but uh, I mean, it's it's clear over the years, Tom Brady, the Patriots, you know, when he was there, uh, I mean, I think he obvi- they've obviously got away with stuff. They get a slap on the hand. Um, yeah, I mean, th- this whole like walking to the wrong house thing, really? I mean, come on, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Just sound ridiculous. Hey, that, to me. They don't live in like private gated houses that like <laughs> they can afford. But, like, what the crap? That's cool. I love That's the cool. idea I'm cool. of. I love the idea of Giselle purposely dropping him off at the wrong house. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, Tommy, I'll see you back here in a couple hours. I'll pick you up in 30 minutes. <laughs> uh, so, no, I mean, I, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll chug the idea that Tom gets special treatment. Uh, do I like it? No, but it, it is what it is. I mean, he's widely considered the best of all time. I I would argue it as well as, you know, Hickman would, but um, he definitely gets special treatment and he gets away with it and there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah, he definitely gets special treatment. I mean, we got the whole tuck rule because of Tom Brady. Um, I understand the NFL not wanting to come down hard on, you know, a seemingly not a big deal. But um, if you say you can't meet with your coaches and clearly the guy met with his coach, you know, the old saying, a rule is not a rule without a punishment. There's no punishment. If I'm every quarterback out there, I'm, I am spending the night at my coach's house. We're watching film because they're not going to do anything about it. Um, Peak mentioned a senior pastor. Guys, I'm all about church and attending my virtual services each Sunday. But guys, every pastor and every friend that we have that pastors a church, not talking about anybody specific, are touting these church attendance numbers that seem a bit obscure to me. I mean, we have churches that typically run 250 to 300 that are saying they got 800 people a week watching their sermons. Now, if you have 300 and most families have three or four people, you should be having like 50 to 75. Who is the, who in the world is out there watching all these online sermons? Do, hey, well, do you know anybody that watches a dozen online sermons a week on YouTube? I'm barely watching my own church <laughs> services every week. <laughs> uh, I was doing it for the first couple of weeks, and then it was like, and then now it's just getting, I don't know, more and more difficult to do it. So, yeah, that's that's really funny. Um, kind of makes me think a little bit. Remember, like the old school churches had those like wooden boards <laughs> on the 
on the wall and you get like attendance number and like offering Sunday school number. Right. Like, <laughs> oh, geez. That, what if that's what it was like? And they had that posted in their house like 800 this week. Listen to my sermon. No, it's ridiculous. So uh, is this a Chuck Zipper pour? Or are we just talking about this? What is this? Yeah, Chuck Zipper pour. You believe in church attendance numbers doing the, during the quarantine? Oh, no. Pour that out. <laughs> I mean, I say this. We all went to Bible college. Preachers are notoriously terrible at math, like AWA. As a kid, I saw the the offering number, and I never knew what was good, what was bad. But if it wasn't as high as the month before, I always remember assuming our church was going to have to close down because we couldn't pay our bills. Um, and so I just, they always posted it. I never knew what it meant. But, man, when I hear when I hear these pastors talking about how we may just continue to do online forever because we're reaching 18,000 people in my little 1,200-square-foot church, it cracks me up. Peak, do you are you buying these attendance numbers? Pour that crap out. Pour all day long. Because we know every pastor tells fish tales, right? Like <laughs> they caught this fish that was this. in reality it was just a little trout they caught out of the lake behind their house. So so uh I I think too, I think they're probably assuming like five people in a family you know, grandma and grandpa coming over and watching too. In reality, <laughs> it might just be one person watching that screen at that time. Or, or they're like logging on to four devices in the house at the same time. <laughs> I think there's a whole lot of preachers, mamas and daddies that just keep that thing on a loop nonstop um, throughout the week. Uh, cracks yeah. me up. Guys, we got two more Chuck Zipper pours here. CJ McCollum, Blazers claims that he has not shot a basketball in a month because he doesn't have a court at his house. Peak, C.J. McCollum's getting paid almost $30 million a year. NBA is saying they're about to start gathering players. They want to start practicing soon. Do you believe that C.J. McCollum has not shot a basketball in a month? Uh, no. <laughs> I believe you can go get one of those portable hefty basketball goals. You could have got that shipped to your house like a month ago. You could have ordered it and got it just now because of COVID. But like I'm saying, like that's ridiculous. You're not a professional athlete. You're not just going to let your trade go by. Those guys are working out. I know guys in the minor league baseball that are working out. They're they're curling milk jugs, like so that they could stay in shape. And they're in the minor leagues in baseball. Is in like Tijuana. So come on, like, this is like ridiculous. Yeah, I mean. Even if he doesn't have a basketball goal at his house, which is absolutely absurd to me. Um, like Pete said, you can order one from Amazon. It's going to show up. But here's the deal. If you're making $30 million a year, I bet you you have some – you live in a pretty nice neighborhood. And I bet you several of your neighbors have really nice basketball goals uh, that you could just go outside and shoot if you needed to. <coughs> Excuse me, about choked. Um so I'm totally pouring this out. I don't know why you would say that other than you're just planning on flopping during the playoffs, but it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. AWOL, do you believe C.J. McCollum hasn't shot a basketball in a month? I could see it. Uh, we're talking about C.J. McCollum here, <laughs> uh, not LeBron James. He's the pride uh, of Lehigh, man. <laughs> uh, I mean, the Blazers, you know, they're not I – I think last I looked before the season, you know, was – was cut short or shut down. I don't think that they were actually in a playoff spot. Um, I mean, why, why lie about something like that? Like, what's the point, you know? Right. So 
Oh, but I mean, I'll sip all day him trying to get into his teammates' heads. Or not teammates, but his opponent's head. Like, I'm going to suck this year, so we don't need to prep. prep. I, mean, may, I mean, maybe. Maybe. Uh, that, would, that would be a little bit smarter than I would give him credit for. So, um, <laughs> no, I mean, sure. I'll go, ahead and, I'll go ahead and say I'll sip the idea. It's possible. I mean, maybe he's just like, shoot, dude. Get an early break this year, you know. We're not going to make the playoffs, or you know, we weren't in the playoffs. So maybe he just doesn't. He maybe he just doesn't feel like basketball is coming back this year. So he's taking a lot of it early summer break. That's a good call. I could totally see that a guy just being like, you know what? I don't want to make the playoffs. Uh, you know, got an early break going on. Been stuck in my house. I want to. I want to head to the Bahamas. So I'm going to tell everybody I haven't been shooting, so that I can suck real bad and we can end this season before it ever gets started back. Last Chug Zipper Poor, Alan. You're our baseball specialist. Chuck Zipper Poor, baseball will be back by July 4th. Man, I really hope so. Um, they, I've heard a lot of rumblings about different things, realigning leagues. Um, the most recent thing, they're talking about all the East Coast teams being in a division, all the Midwest teams being in a division, and all the West Coast teams being in a division, playing um, you know, just within those, um, within those time zones. So sounds like they're, they're making some headway uh, towards that. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chug it with the hopes that I'm right because we just – I mean, even you non-baseball fans, I think you would even watch some baseball if there was nothing else on. Um, not Logan shakes his head no. No but chance. I don't know, man. I, I, I'm hoping so. So I'm going to chug it and hope for the best. I mean, if you're baseball, you get back as soon as you can. Ratings are going to be through the roof because people don't have anything else to watch. Um, I mean – to AWOL's point, they're talking about minor leagues may just be done. May, they may just scrap the whole minor league system and allow extra players on the major league roster. So, I mean, if I'm major league baseball, why not? Why aren't you back? Um, you know, if, if a state will let you in, then go ahead and play all the games in that state until more states will let you in. It's baseball. You don't need six months to train. You don't have conditioning to do like, you know, your pitchers rotate every seven days. You can throw a couple extra pitchers on there. Like baseball needs to get back. We'll be back by July 4th. I think that's a good time, a good, good target for them to make sure they're playing. No fans in the stands. Heck, there weren't fans in the stands in half the, half the uh, Tampa Bay games last year. So I'm chugging this. They're, I think baseball will be back by July 4th. Peak, what say you? I'm sipping it, man. I, I'm I'm not so sure that large gatherings are going to be up and going by that time. I heard that MGM canceled all of their entertainment through the month of June. So nope, yeah, that's don't a like that corporation that lives on that. <laughs> that lives on that. But I also could see where they could do it without fans, and so it doesn't matter. And you know, baseball seems to be one of those sports where I'm not going to knock them being professional athletes because I'm my God knows I'm not no, no professional athlete, but Amen. Like you could probably jump off the couch in a couple weeks and go play baseball, because there are people that do that crap every week, day in and day out, with kegs in the in the dugout. <laughs> and so if they can do that crap, then baseball can jump in and start with a moment's notice. As soon as that I got to do, so I got to defend my favorite sport here. Okay, you're right. There are some, there are some dudes. Uh, your your. Uh, CC Sabathias, your David Wells back in the day, Bartolo Colones. Yes, they look out of shape, but there is some sort of special skill to be able to hit a 95 mile an hour fastball. You got to agree with that. Um, so it's not like every I Joe mean. Schmo can go out there. I played baseball no, from exactly. the time it's I was a... five till I was even into college at the NCCAA D- Division II level. Whoa, 
Well, hold up. If I if I went to a batting cage and spent two weeks there, I'm still not hitting an 80 mile an hour fastball. No, that's so, what Peek is saying. It's a skill. You're not learning anything. Either you can hit it or you can't. If you're if you live in the Dominican Republic, you can hit it. If you grew up in East Tennessee, you can't. Like that's just how it works. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that. It's it's a it's a very specialized skill. That's for I mean, the idea of someone throwing night like a hundred miles an hour is crazy. I mean, I you know, you guys ever go to the baseball parks? You're like you see those things. Nope. They're gonna they're gonna time your uh, how fast you can throw. I've I've done that right. I'm like oh man, I'm gonna throw so fast. Throw as hard as I can, throw my arm out. It hurts for days, and I throw like 62 miles an hour. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and that's, I think, you know, going to that point, I think that high school 40 yard dash times and dads talking about how fast their little league pitchers throw are the two biggest lies in sports. I mean, mm-hmm. Every every player I ever played with in high school, whether they played football, ran track, basketball, every kid always said he ran a 4-4 or faster 40. And just like every dad whose kid is somewhat decent talks about how their kid at 12 years old is throwing 85-mile-an-hour heaters and stuff. Like it, it cracks me up. Um, guys, we're going to introduce a new segment to the podcast this week. We're calling this Which is More? I'm going to give you guys a couple of options. You tell me which is more. First up, which is more? Number of wives Shaquille O'Neal has had, number of kids Shaquille O'Neal has, or number of exotic animals Shaquille O'Neal has owned. AWOL, which is more? Oh, I'm just because of the Tiger King thing, I'm going exotic animals. Peak, which is more, Shaq wives, kids, or exotic animals? I, I was going to say animals, but I don't want to say the same thing, one. So I'm going to go with the kids, call, And I think you threw the animals in there just to get a little Tiger King action. <laughs> Brandon Peak so. sniffed me out. Shaq has had one wife. He's got five kids, and he has owned two white tigers. Um of of note, supposedly Shaq had to give them back because they tried to eat him, so he had to uh, had to had to rehome his tigers. Um, but Shaq has had more kids. All right, peak. Which is more over the last five years? NFL draft picks. Which is more? NFL draft picks from the University of Indiana, University of Kentucky, University of Tennessee, or Boise State University. That's that's a really tough one because being a West Coaster, there's a certain love that I would have for anybody on the West Coast in that blue <laughs> field that Boise State has. But I'm going to lean toward toward Tennessee for the fact that they're going to get that good old country boy just that that wants to play football and just see where it goes with the humble attitude that develops itself and ends up being a stud player. Or a good player. I'm not gonna say stud player because I've seen the <laughs> University of Tennessee. But I was, I will, uh, I say like a, a that he wants to continue on in some humble form or fashion. Georgia State gets the stud players. Tennessee gets the good players. AWOL, Indiana, Kentucky, Tennessee, Boise State. Which is more NFL draft picks? Okay, so I know it can't be Indiana. Uh, that can't <laughs> be a no. <laughs> if it's right, I'm gonna. I'm just, I'm just quitting this podcast forever. Um, I mean, I think the, I think the easy answer here is Tennessee. I know that they've been down for several years. Um, 
but I'm a guesser when it comes to tests. So I, Boise State seems out of left field here, and uh, I'm going to go with Boise State. Indiana's had nine draft picks the last five years. Kentucky, 10. Tennessee, 11. Boise State, 12. Yes, let's go. All right. Peak one, AWOL one. All right. AWOL, this one's for you. Jay Cutler, who was born where? Um, Indiana somewhere. Santa Claus, Indiana. I've been there. Uh, Holiday World. Yep. Yeah. Santa Claus, Indiana. Yep. I'm trying to make sure we bring lots of Indiana into the podcast with AWOL since Chris did nothing but bash it the last time he was on. I can't. Um, I can't with those <laughs> takes on the Indiana uh, sports movies. Uh, oh, man. All right. So, Jay Cutler, which is more? Years he was married to Kristen Cavallari, years he played for the Bears, or his jersey number, which is more? Okay. Um, I, I just saw a story about him and Kristen Cavallari getting, uh, or splitting up. So I think it's years they were married. Peak. I must say years married as well. Cause it's uh, number six. So he can't be very, that's not very many years to be married. <laughs> that's true. He was number six. Um, him and Kristen Cavallari, assuming they get divorced this year, will have been married for seven years. Jay Cutler played for the Bears for eight years. Oh. Nobody gets that one. I found it crazy. I found an article this week that Jay Cutler was named one of the 100 greatest Chicago Bears players of all time. And I thought, that is insane. And then I start looking. The dude still holds records for the Bears. Um, just a forgotten, forgotten quarterback. All right, guys, number four here. Which is more, Peak? Quarterbacks drafted in the 2020 NFL draft, number of kids Philip Rivers has, or the number of times you've put on pants during the quarantine, which is more? Well, being that it's 100 degrees here in Vegas today, <laughs> I can't tell you the last time I actually put on a pair of pants. Now, I wear shorts every day. Just want to be clear about that. Uh Phillips Rivers has like a hundred kids. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Phillip Rivers. Uh, no, I'm gonna go with quarterbacks draft. That's what I'm gonna be my final answer here. Final answer. Awol, which final is more? Answer. I have. Uh, it's not a hundred degrees here, but I'm still not wearing jeans. I don't think I've worn jeans for going on seven weeks now. <laughs> so it's not that one. I, I mean, I wear a lot of joggers, or for the older crowd, sweatpants. <laughs> Um, wearing some right now. Very comfy. Uh, I know Phil Rivers has like nine kids. I have no idea how many quarterbacks. I know how many were drafted in the first round. Um, so I'm going to go with Philip Rivers' kids. There were 13 quarterbacks drafted. <sighs> Philip Rivers has nine kids, and I assumed neither one of you has worn more pants more than a dozen times in the last six weeks. No, nope. I have. I have worn pants a solid two times. They were both like those those golf stretchy pants because I thought I might see some clients, and I didn't, so I went back to wearing my gym shorts to the office. Um, all right, number five, which is more, a wall, the number, the amount of um, the pounds you have gained during quarantine the number of books you've read during quarantine or Michael Jordan MVPs, which is more. 
I somehow feel like I haven't gained weight. I think it's because I lost an organ. I lost an appendix a couple <laughs> weeks ago. And I'm chasing two kids around the house um, still a little bit. So I'm going to go with Michael Jordan MVPs. All right. Peak, which is more? I'm going to have to go the same for, for the simple reason is I know I haven't gained any weight without a shadow of a doubt. In fact, it might have gone the other way. I think I finished one book, and Michael Jordan has to have more than one MVP. So Michael Jordan MVP. Uh, MJ has five MVPs. I assume neither of you have read more than five books. Um, so I was surprised Jordan's only got five MVPs. I forgot about that until to watching that uh, that docu series there. All right, which is more: number of oatmeal cream pies in a box, number of slices in a large pizza, or number of Wake Forest basketball Sweet Sixteen appearances. Peak, which is more? Wake Forest, without a doubt. Without a doubt, I, I like I, the confidence. And, I, and I'm not going to give any other numbers because I don't want to give AWOL any other competitive advantage <laughs> here in this competition. AWOL, which is more? You don't want to tell me all the stats about the food, Peak? Come on. Oh, I know. I know. I got them, I got them written down right here in my note sheet here because how many boxes of the OCPs did the Trey Forty share, Logan? Oh, boy. And you, you got to better believe with two kids, I know how many slices are in a pizza because I asked them to double cut it for the birthday parties. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. Hmm. I asked this question thinking McClure Boyd was going to be on. He's a pizza aficionado and a big Wake Forest fan. Yeah, Wake Forest uh, just uh, got rid of Danny Manning, too. Jeez. Uh, poor guy. Quarantine. <laughs> loses job. I love that the uh, the football coach came out and said he was going to take a pay cut. So the next day they fired the basketball coach <laughs> at Wake Forest. Um, I'm going to agree with Peak on this one. I got to think, you know, all time they've got they've got more than the, I don't know, is it, what is it, 12 slices in a large pizza? I was thinking 12 oatmeal cream pies, maybe eight. I'm not sure. So I'm going with Wake Forest. There are 12 OCPs in a box, eight slices in a large pizza, and Wake Forest has made nine Sweet 16 appearances. No. All right. AWOL, this one's for you. Which is more? Cubs National League pennants, Kentucky basketball Final Fours, or Tim Duncan NBA seasons as a player. I wow. Cubs haven't won a whole lot of pennants in the last hundred years. <laughs> uh, but they did win a lot back in like the like early nineteen hundreds. Um, but I'd say that's not it. Um, so it's either going to be Kentucky Final Fours or Tim Duncan. I'm going to go with Tim Duncan. Peak, which is more? Ooh, Tim Duncan was going to be my final answer. And I'm thinking about this and overthinking it. And this is where it gets, always gets me in the trouble. <laughs> because Kentucky fans only expect their, their team to make it to the final four. That's their only expectation. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Kentucky because because you're a Kentucky fan here, Logan. And, and, <laughs> I'm going to say this is a shameless plug for your team here. Shout out to the Wildcats. The Cubs, 17 
National League pennants. Kentucky basketball has been in the Final Four 17 times. But Tim Duncan played 19 seasons in the NBA. Yeah. Yes, yes. All right. We're tied three to three, boys. Oh, right. good game. Number eight. Which is more? Travis Henry kids. Oh, man. Games Tom Brady started at Michigan. For months, Dennis Rodman was married to Carmen Electra. Brandon Peake. Tom Brady. Tom Brady starts at Michigan. Tom Brady. AWOL. Um, what were you going to say, Pete? Can you give me some more information? <laughs> I was just going to say, I don't know how many kids Travis Henry has, but I feel like he's a new guy that I've read about in the news like every other week. And uh, I don't think he knows either, so <laughs> you're good there. Yeah, whatever number I have written down is an alleged number because I don't know if we have a real number. I, I don't think Brady started more than one season at uh, Michigan. So I'd say the most he could have maybe 12. Um and then Travis Henry kids. What was the the third one again? Months Dennis Rodman was married to Carmen Electra. Not a lot. Um, <laughs> so let's go with Travis Henry kids. All right. Travis Henry allegedly has 11 kids by mm. 10 women. Um, Tom Brady started 25 games at Michigan. Wow. Didn't know and that. Dennis Rodman and Carmen Electra were married for a solid five months. So I had I had to pick a number like Tom Brady that was big enough that I'm fairly certain Travis Henry doesn't have 25 kids running around. Uh, but who knows? When he had his ninth kid, he said he was broke because he had uh, 10 mouths to feed. So, All right, number nine. Peaks up four to three, which is more. Projects you have completed around the house. Disney movies you have watched during quarantine or professional teams Manu Ginobili played for? AWOL, what you got? Uh, this house, Disney movies, for sure. Although we have done you know, a good amount of uh, projects. Cleaning up the garage was one that we have been trying to do for two years. We finally got to do that. So, but I'm going to go with Disney movies. Peak. I'm going to go with this basketball player. You mentioned his name, Ginobili or somebody. Ginobili! <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with this guy. The, the number of teams he played for because we don't we don't watch – we have Disney Plus. Shout out to Disney Plus, but we don't have a ton of movies. And I ain't done a single project because I'm in a <laughs> rental. And I ain't doing no projects. So it's got to be the basketball guy. Pete says, my name's Bennett and I ain't in it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Manu Ginobili played for five different professional teams. So, Peak, assuming you have um, not watched five Disney movies, you would be correct with that one. Awal, I assume you watched more than five Disney movies during quarantine. It's seven seven weeks, guys, and I have a five-year-old girl. So, yep. I'm with you. All right, last one. Which is more, Peak? Tennessee basketball Final Four appearances. Number of times Chris has missed the podcast and number of middle fingers I have. Which is more? Which is more? Which is less? (laughs) Uh, I'm going to say the Tennessee 
basketball finals. This is sad, and I'm picking Tennessee for this one. Ah. AWOL, which is more? As an uh, avid listener to the podcast, I'm pretty sure this is the first time Chris has missed the podcast. I could be wrong, um, so it's not that. Um, Tennessee Final Fours. I know it's not very many, but I know you only have two middle fingers, so I'm going to go with Tennessee Final Fours as well. <laughs> uh, Tennessee basketball Final Four appearances. Zero. Wow. Number of times Chris has missed the podcast, one. And number of middle fingers I have, two. <laughs> That's for you, Chris Collette. <laughs> Guys, thanks for thanks for potting it up. Uh, again, I don't know if this will ever actually get published. Um, I'm going to try to edit and put this thing out there. So it may be out there tomorrow, maybe out there next week. It may never get out there, but... Peak on your inaugural episode. Anything you want to tell the listeners on your way out? Oh, this has been a blast. This goes to show you that with a good group of friends, you can do anything. So uh, I love you guys. Thank you guys for having me on. It's been fun. Hopefully, the listeners enjoyed as well. Peak, hopefully, we'll see you here in a couple months for the uh, fantasy football draft. AWOL, anything? You see me in some capacity. <laughs> AWOL, anything you want to tell the listeners on the way out? Yeah, if anybody wants to invite me over, uh, I can just need to get out of this house. <laughs> so if you got got any projects I can come help with or just want me to come hang, I'll stay six feet away. Whatever you need me to do. But no, I'm just kidding. Uh, stay safe, and uh, thanks for having me on, guys. Hey, well, I do need you to show me exactly when you're when you're doing your lines for your beard. How do you know how far up your neck to do that beard line? I don't understand. Oh, Peeks, give me the finger. Okay. Now, yeah, Two fingers. Two fingers. That's where it's at, buddy. Two fingers from where? (laughs) Maybe maybe like your chin? (laughs) Just somewhere around there. Two fingers. It it depends on if you want want the length. Because if you want the length, that's where your length comes from, is down down below the chin. Oh, my length comes from way down below. Hey! So there's no like hard and fast rule. You just kind of do it wherever you want. Just kind of eyeball it and you know see how it looks and try to try to keep it even all the way across. For those who don't know, AWOL has the most glorious beard of any uh, any host we've ever had or any uh, any guest we've ever had here on the podcast. Uh, yeah, Peak, I'm I'm seeing your beard there. Um, it's a beard. It's okay. Um, it's, <laughs> it's a good starter beard. I like it. Um, you know, for, for, for a man who uses two fingers anywhere on his neck or chin, that works, works out pretty good. <laughs> All right, guys, this has been fun. Chris, take some time off. We'll see if we can get this thing posted. Um, but we'll be back next week for episode 39 of the Sports Nuts and Beer Guts podcast. Toodles.